And guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Arsenio Buck Show, man. We are live, man. It is just one minute shy at 5.30 in the morning. And I said, man, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to bang this bad boy out. Why? Because you know what? Talking about these things like very early in the morning sets my soul on fire. It's much better than doing the things that really don't really help me. You know what I'm saying? So anyways, guys, we're back to this. Episode number 63. Guys, remember what I was talking about before. I've worked with people who have upped the price and who have forged my signatures. I've worked with people to, uh, that said, hey, meet me at this time, yet they end up being late, although they gave me the notification and the request to meet them two hours prior. Guys, when it comes to trust, when it comes to organizational trust, when it comes to all types of trust, you have to be the, the most important commitment of all. It's basically, it could be to a client. You know, it's just people tend to be more rigid. You know what I mean by that? But when it comes to like a family commitment, you're more flexible, right? So when it comes to a client, it's like, okay, you said 8 p.m. by Friday, I got you. But when it comes to family, you're more flexible. It's like the other thing. There was another uh, person that I had come across. um, And I'm trying to get on, you know, get on a call with this specific person and, of course, you know, doing the time zones and whatnot, it's very, very difficult. But then what happens is we ended up getting the times wrong, which also, you know, which seldom happens and whatnot. But it's just the fact that some people, you know, it, it, it's just so much miscommunication. There was a lady that uh, she was an entrepreneur in California. I was trying to get her onto my podcast And I tried doing it like three times and she's like, hey, I'm free this time. I'm free this time. And you know what? She's not very flexible at all. I sent her times when I'm available, of course, last month. And then next thing you know, she's like, oh, well, I guess the podcast is not on. I'm like, no, I sent you the times. Did you not see the email? And so with these types of miscommunication, you really can't do it. But people end up disappearing right after that or shortly after that. And there's, there's really not much to it. I mean, you can't keep everyone happy. It's it's so difficult to do that. Just because if you send them everything, all the information, and they say they hadn't received it, although it was in your sent box, you can't really try proving them wrong because guess what? It's just like with service. When someone is right, they're right. When the other person is... Even if they're wrong, Singapore Airlines, they have that motto. You know what? The customer is always right. So again, guys, breaking these commitments, it could be more easy for family members. When you break commitments with even just simple calls or, you know, simple meetups and whatnot, it just has a tendency of playing out to be the worst. And this is what happens to me always in the world of, you know, in the world of business, especially. It's kind of like um, when this lady told me, she's like, listen, we're going to pay you on the 5th every month. I said, okay. The 6th came. I tried messaging her. She was not available. 7th came. 8th came. ninth came. When the ninth came, I said, I gave her an ultimatum. I said, you know what? From the very beginning, when I started working with you, you said that you would pay me on the 5th. I don't give a damn about the money. It's about you what I'm holding you to your word and you haven't done that so what the hell is going on because guess what I mean I'm really I'm really up in air and I'm uh, practically just getting ready to drop you off right now and so 
she sent me a long message probably like a day later saying, oh my god, I'm so sorry of this and that and that, blah, blah, blah. and I remember I just ignored her, then we ended up getting on a phone call, and I'm really glad I didn't bomb this to begin with because, again, that was a little bit of a salary per month leading up to today and whatnot, but Next thing you know, here goes the forging of the signatures. Here goes up in the course price with my signature indicating, yes, uh, we're going to charge this more and we're going to charge this more. And I'm like, you didn't even consult me and you forged my signature? And then just, of course, yesterday, you know, she ended up sending a message. Oh, you know, within, in regards to all the material that you've used throughout the courses, can you please bring, you know, can you bring it back next time I see you? I'm like, to hell with the materials. You're charging the students three times more. And it's funny because this other lady knows that she knows everything. We've caught her red-handed on so many different occasions. I'm like, why doesn't your boss just hire me directly rather than dealing with the third party? She's like, oh, I know. I don't know. You know, because of this, because of that, because of this. I'm like, listen, all right. Well, you know what? You can't complain. And if you can continue, if you continue complaining about this and that, well, I mean, hey, they're backstabbing me right behind my back. And you know what? This is what brings me, guys, this is business, right? And a lot of you would say, okay, if you sum that all up, would you like to continue working with this specific individual? Not really. I mean, the thing is, my goal was to break away last December. Um, But of course, things did get crazy. And now I'm finally starting to get my visa and everything. So now it's like, okay. I've been offered a six-month contract through one of the biggest telephone providers here in Thailand. What does that mean? Well, that means if she agrees to pay me a lump sum every month for the next six months, I could give a damn about any other project out there. Because guess what? That lump sum in that short amount of time is going to be able to trump just about everything I've ever done or, or like I do right now so I don't have to go scour during like you know trying to okay well I need to you know make this so I need to find a private student over here and this no I don't have to do that anymore I could just say you know what to hell with everything let me just put the bullshit hours I do in with the job that of course I have at present moment and that's all I have to do so again breaking away from people who are insidious people who break away breaking away from people the hidden agenda all those cores of credibility that I've gone over this lady who I've been working with and of course her sidekick who's a fucking douchebag I should have broken away from them a very very long time ago you know and you know what I just can't wait because when it all comes down to it and when I start making a lot of residual income I'm going to be more than happy to send them that notification saying hey uh, you know what, I am officially, fin- you know, I'm going to have to, like, you know, cut this off, uh, I no longer work with you guys, uh, the reasons why is because I'm moving on to another venture, it's not because of this, it's not because of that, that I can state everything, right, and then that'll be the end of it, uh, but again, it would be a burning of a lot of different bridges, that means one bank will go completely down the tank, and it's not a smart thing to do at present moment, but guys, again, I hope you get the overall gist of what I'm trying to talk about or what I'm talking about. It's the fact that if you're not committed, if you're not trustworthy, if you have a hidden agenda, these are all things that you have to write down. These are not yellow flags. These are red flags. Yes, you should be able to drop them off immediately. Now, the reason why I'm not doing this is because I'm doing it for more of the students, the executives, right? It's not their fault. That one middleman's a, a, a just a hidden agenda, nasty, you know, money sucking fiend. It's not their fault. 
You know what I mean? So when it comes down to it, I do this more for the love of the, you know, my students and everything. But to be honest with you, all of this is going to change super soon. So going back into commitments, it has an impact on trust. If the lady agreed to pay, uh, paid, um, pay me on the 5th and she paid me on the 5th and it was a direct deposit all the time, I wouldn't have to go, you know, running around saying, hey, what happened? What happened? What happened? It's just like another thing that just had happened. Um, you know, one place agreed to pay me on, I think, the 1st. And then I'm like, oh, my God. So I had to send messages over and over and over. And I'm like, guys, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? And, of course, one guy apologizes, but the other guy, the CEO of the company, did he apologize? Did he say when and where and when, when it was going to go in and notification of receipt or anything? Nope. You see what I mean? I can't trust folks like that. But, again, it is residual income, but all of this will go away anyways. And so you guys say, oh, my God, so that's another company. Okay, so that's another third-man company that you work for. Why are you working for them? Well, guess what? Wednesday's class that I actually work at is absolutely amazing. I love those salespeople at that specific company. You know what I mean? That Training them is just such a joy. And it just sucks because the middleman who's taking, you know, in that and taking everything, oh, it's tough. So what can I do in terms of that? Well, I could try saying, hey, man, you ain't got to pay them anymore. You could pay me directly. But then again, it's going to burn a lot of bridges. You don't really want to create adversaries in the world of business. So family culture, corporate culture, business culture, whatever you want to call it, it becomes that's the most vital thing ever. Trust. And if you impact it in a derogatory way, you know exactly what's going to happen. Everyone's going to suffer. All parties are going to suffer. So I'm going to give you these trust tips right now so you could go about your business and try to figure out what's happening in different areas of your life. So number one, in establishing a new relationship where you want to build trust fast, follow this process. And I wrote this down on my blog, which I'm going to debut today. Don't worry, I've already written it up. Find a value-added reason to make a commitment and keep it. And do it again and again and again and again as you implement this make-keep-repeat cycle. Notice how quickly the trust account grows. So what does that mean? There was a job I worked for for three and a half years. They were never late with a payment. Remember that job that was so negative? That was the only thing that they were very good at. They said on the 12th, all, all, what is it, at midnight, everyone gets their money. I was never deceived whatsoever. There was only one time I was like, hey, what happened? When are you guys going to pay? Oh, well, because it lands on the 12th, you get paid on this day or that day, blah, 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 blah. You understand what I'm saying? But they were all in. You know what? I trusted them in the realm of, hey, they do pay on time. But that's the only thing I trusted that job with. But guys, that make, make, that make keep, and repeat cycle is life. That's exactly what you want to do in the world of business. I mean, that's habit. It's habitual. It's what Darren Hardy talked about in his book, The Compound Effect. That's compounding. If you could continuously continuously do that over and over and over, hey, trust is built. So when I have to work at these different companies, I'm there like 30 minutes to an hour before. And they're like, wow, you come very early. Yeah, because, well, it's better to be here early than to be here just 10 minutes before sweating my ass off and trying to get everything sorted out. See what I mean, man? And so that trust is built. So a lot of people, they trust me. They say, oh, my God, he never, he never cancels. He never does this. He never does that. Yeah, because I'm 
I, I know I have to be the trust. I have to walk it, speak it, and do it. But a lot of people don't. So try the make, keep, and repeat cycle. Number two, the next time you make a commitment to someone at work, make sure it's realistic. Even if you have to disappoint someone, it's far better to do it up front than to overpromise and underdeliver straight up. Make sure you follow through with what you've been committed to. If you have to miss a deadline, attempt to renegotiate the expectations. Don't just ignore it and be late. Don't just ignore it and be late. I can't emphasize that enough. Because once you do that, well, guess what? Hey, this is what happened with, of course, the middleman, right? And I told her, hey, how come you guys don't do it through me? And she's like, oh, well, making up excuses, right? Deflecting, making up excuses. She's like, hey, can you create a comprehensive outline for six levels? And I'm like, uh... Yeah, and this is right before my Singapore trip. I was like, uh, for for who? For you guys? I mean... I mean, what, what the th- you guys aren't even doing anything directly through me. If I create this, to be honest with you, I got to be paid for it. You want me to create this for you for free? And what have you done for me? You see, you see, that's the Eddie Murphy quote. What have you done for me lately? Like, I'm trying to get projects through you directly and you keep deflected to a nasty third man hidden agenda freak. You want me to do this for you? What are you trying to do for me? You see what I mean? Some people, they don't do the jab, 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 right hook. They go for straight knockouts. And I'm like, oh, hell no. Nah. So she asked me recently, hey, did you forget about me? I'm like, listen, uh, that's going to take a lot more time. That's way on the back of my list. If I got a hell of a lot of free time, I'll do it. But honestly, I just can't do it. No freaking way. So again, yes, I do under deliver in parts like that. Yes, I should just say, no, I can't do it. But then again... These are areas that I need to work on. So I'm going to give you this last one. Number three, pay attention to your language at home. Realize what you're saying, you know, and of course the members of your family. See it as a commitment, right? So treat what you say you will do seriously and follow through with it. That's all there is to it. So remember I told you about the stories with my father. Yeah, man, my father. Uh Uh-uh. It was real, real tough for him. You know what? He would lie all the goddamn time. When I caught him in the Ultimate Lie in 2000, when he had video games, what sounded like video games, they were probably like like VHS cassette tapes. And he's like, oh, I got this game for you, I got this game for you, I got this game for you. I went over there like a week or two weeks later. That motherfucker, he ain't had nothing. And then my mom was trying to tell me from the very beginning, she's like, your father is a compulsive liar. All right, this is what he does for a living. And when I caught him in that at the age of 12, I was like, oh, hell no. That was the biggest withdrawal, and that was it. My bank account closed with that motherfucker. And he disappeared. Fantastic. So, guys, this is how trust impacts family relationships at home. And this is how commitments are everything in the world. They all correlate. So it's time for you to figure those out. And so you can sit yourself down and say, okay, so what's best? What should I do here or there? And now you guys hopefully can understand this process and start jotting things down to figure out what's going on in the workplace and at home. So with that being said, guys, thank you for tuning in to another, of course, the Arsenio Buck Show podcast. Stay tuned for more. I'm your host, as always, over and out.